Hello and welcome to Backchat, your podcast all about scoliosis, yoga and back care. My name is Christine Jaregiberry. I'm a yoga teacher, creator of the Yogaberry Yoga for Scoliosis community and YouTube channel. And this show is all about supporting you on your scoliosis journey. So if you're looking for practical advice and inspiration on how to manage the condition with yoga and movement, then you're in the right place. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Backchat. Welcome to Yoga Berry, your yoga for scoliosis community. I can see some of you already waiting and tuning in, which is great. I'm assuming that's because of uh, this topic might be of interest, because today we're going to be talking about daily living activities. So if you are here, um, make sure to come and say hello to there's Tatiana already saying good morning. Hello. Um, make sure to ask your questions. And if there, there are any um, I just called it daily living activities, right? But maybe there is something specific um, that you might want to, to ask about. So feel free to do that. Feel free to use the chat today to, to ask any of your questions. Um, it's an open Q&A session. For the next couple of weeks, I will have interview guests um, again. So make sure you take advantage of this as well. Um, yes. Let me know where you are. Liz is saying hello from uh, West Yorkshire. Hi, Liz. What's the weather like where you are? It's really, really hot in London, um, which doesn't happen very often. So I'm not going to complain at all. Um, I'm delighted. But it feels like it's going to rain very soon again. What a surprise. And uh, yes, we had a lovely yoga session right now. Some of you know that I've got a new Wednesday yoga for scoliosis class, um, which I'm very, very much enjoying. Today was all about um, core core work. So that was good. Um, I did let them off easily because it was so hot. Um, but I know that you are all in, in different time zones, obviously. So might be different where, where you are, of course. Good. Lovely. So Tatiana is going straight in. She's, she's saying, when better to do yoga, morning or evening? Um, right. What do you think? I don't know. Um, I like both of them. How about morning and evening? <laughs> it's different, I think. I think my practice, if I practice in the morning, is going to look very different from practicing in the evening. And usually, to be honest, because I've got two small children, I do not have time in the morning. Um. But um, remember, life without kids and in the morning would have been more of a kind of let's get going and a little bit more movement and, you know, from being in a, in a, in a funny sleeping position usually. And we'll talk about that, obviously. Just kind of getting the, the muscles to, to wake up, getting all the joints to wake up, just like an overall movement. It's going to be a little bit more energetic in the morning than it would be in the evening. So in the evening, my practice is usually uh, more about kind of resetting, restoring, and then getting ready for bed. So I like both. I can't say if, if one is better than the other. Um, but obviously, with scoliosis, we know that 
well, not moving isn't great. So sleeping, we do have to do it, obviously. And, and it's very important that we sleep. But we are in one position for a long period of time. So it is good to, to kind of uh, have a little bit of movement practice in the morning. Equally, gravity is also not... Um, kind to us usually if you if we are in a in a kind of an upright position and there is quite a big structural imbalance then the effects that gravity can have on the body again you might want to reset so um different different reasons but i do like both of them good lovely robin is saying good morning from new jersey usa hello um i hope you're well thank you so much for tuning in um, I haven't, I didn't introduce myself, have I? But I think most of you know me, if you are completely new to me. Um, my name is Christine Jeregiberry, and this back chat is happening every Wednesday. Sometimes it's just me and I'm answering questions. Sometimes I've got interview guests. So next week I've got um, Deborah uh, Walk, for example. Walk. I don't know if I'm saying her name right. <laughs> she will tell me. I'm sure she's a fabulous uh, yoga teacher, a younger yoga teacher, very experienced. She's also one of Elise Browning Miller's students. Um, and she is going to be talking to me next week about the organ system. And then the week after, um, I've got someone from Scoliosis Association UK, which is very exciting. Um, because June, did you know, it's Scoliosis Awareness Month. So make sure to spread awareness of the condition. It's it's really, really important. It, what is important, um, I think, to spread awareness of is that this is something that, um, that we can manage. And it's something that if we detect it early enough, we can change. Um, especially in children. I'm talking about children here, especially. Um, sometimes it's left too late. And then unfortunately, we've kind of missed a window of opportunity. So it's really, really important to um, for young people to, to notice or for, for mothers really and fathers to notice the signs of scoliosis in, in young people, um, because then we can make a difference and we can, we can change something. So there we go. It's all about spreading awareness this month. Um, I'm actually planning a new yoga and fitness challenge um, over on Instagram. Some of you have been doing them already with me. And um, this one is in uh, collaboration with uh, Caroline Friedman, who is a personal trainer. And then we've got Emily Hale, who was on the podcast not too long ago. She's a Pilates teacher. So we're combining forces and we're going to do kind of a yoga Pilates uh, strength training yoga challenge for you. We're going to do daily fitness prompts for, the, for you for um, a week. So find me on Instagram, um, yogaberry.scoliosis, if you want to join into that. So that would be fun. It's not just me. It's you're getting other opinions as well. And you're getting some a little bit of a variety of exercises that you can do. Uh, and both Emily and Caroline have got spinal fusion as well. So it's going to be spinal fusion friendly. Lovely. Laura is saying hello. Hi again. Hi, Laura. 
thank you so much. Um, Laura has been in my class earlier on. We had a lot of fun. Well, I had fun. <laughs> I'm hoping she did as well. <laughs> um, but yes, I'm, I'm really enjoying that. Good. So today we are talking about daily living activities. Um, and there were a couple already mentioned in the Facebook group. So I'm going to tell you in a moment what they were. But tell me what you want to start with. So I'm, I'm going to see what comes up here for you. What is kind of, so when I talk about daily living activities, um, it's basically off the mat, right? Off your yoga, if you're not in your yoga practice, what uh, is the activity that you do the most of during your day um, that could have an effect on your scoliosis and your posture? Because guess what? Even if you've done an hour of yoga practice, great. But what have you been doing for 23 hours for the rest of the day? Lovely. Laura is saying we had a lot of, uh, we had fun on a lot of strengthening work. Yes, we did some core work, didn't we? It was good. <laughs> I did enjoy myself. Good. Shamala is saying, that's a long message. I'm going to read it. Uh, when sitting for a long time without a backrest, playing the piano. Great, lovely. Is it a good idea to sit on something to raise the left side of the body for a right thoracic left lumbar curve? Um, that's a really, really good question. And I like that you're saying playing the piano and not just sitting at your desk, right? Because that's obviously going to, to come up as well. And we'll talk about that as well. There are some similarities, obviously, with playing the, playing the piano. But, um, you know, what you what you cannot do, obviously, well, I we have a piano and, and we, we play piano at home. Um, at least what I cannot do with my piano is change the height of it, right? So the height is what it is. I can obviously adjust... The, um, I cannot actually adjust my chair, so I've got a piano stool, but a lot of them, obviously, you can either lower or, or you can you can bring them up. So obviously, you want to make sure you're at the right height for your play. And obviously, if you if you are um, playing the piano, you, you know what that means for you. Um, in terms of should you lift one side or the other, so this is another one of these things where I've kind of changed my mind over the years. So I did used to teach that because very often if you if you have a, especially a left lumbar curvature, you're sinking over to the left. So you might feel like your left sitting bones, um, your left side is a little bit heavier. In which case, I always said, you know, raise that left side up. And I've just recently done a done a course um, with the with the ladies from um, the SSOL for for spine and scoliosis online learning. Um, they are all Schross therapists as well. They're really really great specialists, and they were saying, no, don't do that. So don't change anything there because you're bringing in a, a different element of asymmetry. Actually, if if you do this. So they much prefer you to use your muscles. However, um, this is not very practical if you're focusing on something else, right? So obviously, if you are playing piano, you're not going to think about your posture so much. 
So I think it depends. I think it depends. If you have quite an even S-curve and the, the thoracic is about the same as the lumbar, I wouldn't touch it. I would not change anything. If you have more of one curvature that takes you further onto that side, I would maybe temporarily lift it up just for while you play playing piano, just to bring in a little bit more, more evenness, really. But yeah, I am a little bit more conservative with this nowadays. I think what is much better to do, and, and I was actually talking about this <clears throat> again with my physiotherapist, about crossing the legs. Does anyone cross their legs when they're sitting? I do this all the time um, because it gives me more stability, right? If, if, I, if I wrap my legs around each other, I have more stability. Um, and again, this doesn't, it kind of brings in another asymmetry and it brings in another problem. So I nowadays use my um, yoga belt, <laughs> And um, I did post this on, on Instagram a while ago, but I might have to post this again. And I basically bring it to kind of two parts of it around the lower back and then I loop it around my knees. It's a little bit difficult to explain without, without showing and I don't have my yoga strap up here, it's downstairs. Um, but I can, I can post some more pictures on Instagram about this because that's, it's almost like giving yourself a little mini brace um, and just in this lower pelvic section to make sure that you're not, it, it really helps to not let you sink over to the side forwards or backwards. So um, that's what I would do, Shamala, rather than giving your, kind of bringing in another asymmetry, but it, it kind of depends on your specific case. Good, lovely. So William is saying, hello from California. I was wondering if yoga and daily ab work will have athletes, will, I'm guessing will help athletes with scoliosis? Help. Oh, yes, he's saying help. <laughs> Sorry, William. <laughs> um, yes, um, I think it I think it will absolutely and depends depends on what athlete you are what's what's your sport um but generally uh, yoga is is usually quite a good balance to a lot of things that you could do if you do a lot of strength training if you do a lot of running um if you play football um then yoga can be can be a really good balance to balance out what whatever else you're doing Good. So sorry, I'm. I, there's a lot of comments coming in, so I'm just reading through them. We've got Laura saying sitting down is worst of all, isn't it? Yes, it is, isn't it? And it's really. Um, I'm still looking for kind of a, a better way to position my laptop so I don't have to sit down all the time. I think standing up is so much better than sitting down all the time. So um, you know, set yourself an alarm if you have to sit down for long periods of time, set yourself a timer that you get up every half an hour or so. You walk around, you reset, and then you come back to sitting. If you're playing piano, obviously, if you're practicing for long periods of time, again, you know, after a, a piece, get up, walk around, and then come back to it. Because the worst thing is to kind of get stuck in this position. 
and not letting the body a chance to, to reset. Good. Robin is saying, agree with Shamala. Sitting is very difficult with or without backrest, right lumbar curve for me. Yes. Yeah, so, so I would, um, again, I would, I would try this little trick with making yourself a little uh, brace with a yoga belt that you tie around the lower back and then around, um, around the knees to give yourself a little bit more stability. I think that's been, that's been really, really useful for me. Lovely. Tatiana is saying, my job is cooking. Oh, I didn't realize you were a chef. I stand all day with bending head forward. I don't think it's good. Um, <laughs> anything, any posture that we are in for long periods of time is not a good posture, whatever that might be, right? So again, the, the key is to, if you, if you have to be in, the po in that position, come out of that position and then go back into it, right? Rather than being stuck in it for, for long periods of time. If you have to bend forwards quite a lot, can you, you know, look at the, the work surface? Maybe you can have something a little bit higher, you know, when you do your, your chopping, for example. Uh, make sure you don't have to kind of bend over so much. Can this can can you elevate it at all? Can you bring it up a little bit higher so you don't have to do that? And again, you know, resetting obviously as much as possible. Um, I've seen people having the legs a little bit wider. Now I don't know how this is in the kitchen with health and safety, if it's slippery or anything. Um, but just so that you know that um again, that you don't have to round down so much when you when you do your your chopping. And then again, think about, you know, what can you do that will complement or that will kind of balance out whatever you've been doing there. So, for example, Tatiana, if this is if I hear this from you, you're a chef, you're in the kitchen, you're in this position for long periods of time, you're in your feet. When I would give you some, you know, if you came to me for 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 one to one yoga sessions. I would not have you doing loads of forward bends, basically. Right. I would probably give you something else to 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 kind of reset to to get you out of that that posture again. And, you know, maybe working on the, the shoulders a little bit more, opening kind of that heart area, working on lengthening. Um, yeah, just something maybe, you know, strengthening the legs, obviously, as well, because you need them. You need them to to support you. But then probably also lift the raise the legs at the end of the day viparita karani resting the legs against the wall reversing all the effects that gravity has on the body and one of the best things um in my opinion that you can do is just lie flat on the ground at the end of the day with your your back so your 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 back muscles can you know in a productive way settle into the ground Good. Robin is saying, I either sit with crossed legs or one leg underneath me. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, yes, I mm, I can. Uh, yes, I can relate to this as well. And you know what? What I used to do a lot is um, bring the knees up. So I'm sitting here on, on this chair here. Right. Oops. <laughs> There's my camera going. 
I was going to show you how I'm sitting here. So I, I would sit with my knees up like that. Now, that is really bad as well, right? Um, especially for long periods of time. But this, these are kind of uh, alarm signals for me. This, this kind of means that there, there is obviously some sort of stability lacking and we're compensating. We're using our legs to, to kind of to find that stability in some way. So it's really good to notice if you're bending one knee in or if you're sitting on one leg, is it always the same leg? You know, what, what are your habits? What are your kind of default uh, collapsing? I call them collapsing positions. Basically being exhausted because your muscles are exhausted from trying to, to kind of defy gravity and from keeping you upright even though your spine is actually taking you over to one side, your muscles have to work a little bit harder. So when you collapse, when you're exhausted, what's your default position? Can you maybe give yourself support that you vest differently? And this is my, uh, so we've talked about sitting obviously already, you know, relaxing is another one, right? How do you sit when you're sitting, um, on your on your sofa or how do you kind of lounge down are you going into your curvature or maybe you can you can rest the opposite way um lovely so laura saying being sitting down for long periods without a possibility of getting up and elongate a bit is the worst of all yes exactly definitely um, so it's it's really and sometimes we just forget, but sometimes obviously we do not have the the opportunity. Shamala is saying thank you for your answer and thank you for all your videos. Uh, you're welcome. I hope that was helpful. Um, Robin is saying I've recently started having trouble riding my bike too. Any tips? Okay, well tell me what exactly the the trouble has been. Um, so what I see a lot, depending on what type of bike um, you've got, if you have like one of those racing bikes and the handle is quite low um, and the seat is almost higher than your handle, what I see a lot is that people really round into the lower back and that can cause all sorts of problems. And, you know, if you do this for long, long periods of time, and you've got some weakness already in that area, um, you know, bulging discs, disc problems is, you know, very, very common. So um, I would kind of look at the way that you're, you're sitting um, on the bike. It's not so cool, but having the handle up a little bit higher might be, a, might be an option, right, to, to kind of find a little bit more length in your lumbar spine rather than going into full-on kind of flexion in, in this area. So that would be my, my comments about riding a bike. Um, good. William is saying, I've been playing rugby for the last six years, so my spine and me don't always back each other on that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, yeah, make sure that... Um, you find something to to complement your your rugby playing right and you 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 talked about um building up strength and ab strength i call it core strength because it's not so much the six pack 
abs, which obviously look great and we all want them, right? But it's really the underneath layers, the deep, deep, deep core muscles that support the spine that are really important. And a lot of times what I see, especially with, with uh, some, well, depending on what they do, athletes or people that go to the gym, they work on the abs and all of that. And that looks great. It doesn't necessarily mean that they have core strength or core stability. So breathing, exercises um, kind of goes with that. It's really, really, really important to have that support from this cylinder, this um, section of the, the lower body that gives you that support for your spine at the end of the day. So don't think just abs, but it's all around this area. Good. Rita is saying, do you think the spine can be fixed if someone has a scoliosis S30 degrees? Now, I do not like uh, the, uh, I don't like the term fixing the spine because I don't believe that we have broken spines in any way or that there is um, something to fix. So let's just establish this first of all. Your spine might have a curvature. It doesn't mean that you're going to have pain. It doesn't mean that you're broken in any way. It doesn't mean that, um, you know, you're necessarily going to have any problems, right? There are plenty of examples. There are plenty of people who have got curvy spines. Usain Bolt, fastest man in the world, has got quite a severe scoliosis. I think he wants to be fixed in any way of his spine. Um, you know, there are plenty of other athletes um, that have scoliosis and they function very, very well. So let's just get this out of the way first before we talk it, talk about this um, in terms of I'm just going to rephrase it slightly. Are we, can we uh, reduce the, the, the curvature of 30 degrees? um in someone uh again this kind of this depends on the age so if the person is still growing there is a little bit more chance to kind of correct it on the on the way while we're while they're growing if you're not growing anymore um the actual bones in my opinion i don't think you can change them but there is always a postural co component to scoliosis. So basically the bones are shaped this way. They are taking you over there. Then the muscles um, contract more on one side than the other, taking you further into scoliosis, taking you further into scoliosis. It's like a vicious cycle, basically. And that's where we can help and we can, um, with exercise, where we can make a difference. Good. Tatiana, sorry, Christine, last chat. I was asking you to watch Hannah Grace Fitzgerald YouTube videos for scoliosis. <laughs> what do you think about it? I've literally uh, watched one of her, her videos um, and literally just the beginning. So I'm, I can't quite judge it yet. Um, um, yeah, so, um, you know, she, she obviously, see, she, it sounds like she's got scoliosis herself. Um, 
yeah, I'm not, I haven't made up my opinion yet, but she seems lovely and her videos are really, really good quality as well, right? So I'm a little bit jealous, basically. Um, <laughs> she looks great. <laughs> um, so yes, I would have to watch a little bit more. Maybe you can send me a link of one of the videos that you might be uh, having questions about and if that if that makes sense. Good, let me get back to my chat here. So we've got uh, Grayscale. What type of mattress do you rec recommend for optimal support? So let's talk about sleeping. Thank you so much. Um, sleeping, mattresses, good quality mattress is all I can say about this really because there are so many different, different mattresses. Um, around there i've got a combination of memory foam and springs so um that works for me at the moment i pre personally think a little bit of a harder mattress is is usually better for for scoliosis because again if it's too soft you're just going to sink into your curvature and you're got, just going to kind of sink into it you don't have a lot of support so i prefer a little bit firmer mattresses um, make sure you try it out, obviously, in the in the shop. But there's no like specific brand or anything that that I can that I would recommend. Um, what I can say, if you want to kind of talk about which position to sleep in, I've got a video about this. Lying on your back is is great because then you don't have the problem with the with the left and right. Um, however, that's not the most comfortable position for most people. For some people as well, you, they might have to uh, raise the legs when they're lying on the on the back. Lying on the side is a is another good option. What I would not recommend is lying on the tummy, lying on the belly, um, because then you're bringing in some sort of awkward backbend twist, which is just not great to be in for a long period of time. If you sleep on your side. Um, I would recommend to sleep on the concave side of your lumbar curve, especially if you've got a, a double curve, if you've got an S-curve scoliosis, sleep on the concave side of your lumbar curve. Um, and if you, if you are sleeping on the other side, consider supporting the waist a little bit with a rolled up towel or, or something like that, or another cushion. Um, so again, that you're not sinking into that into the um, mattress too much. Good. Uh, right, Robin is saying this is about the bike again. I have a cruising bike so I can sit up straight, but even after an easy ride, my right hip seizes up and my psoas muscles hurt for days. It happens over one month ago and I'm still in pain. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Um, that's not nice, is it? And yes, so, so I'm, you haven't told me about your scoliosis, I think, have you? So if you have a lumbar scoliosis, depending on how large the curve is and depending on how many, how much imbalance there is, obviously the hip flexors and the psoas muscle can be affected and will be, um, yeah, they will work asymmet asymmetrically. So if you then 
take your asymmetry and you go on a bike, right? And you pedal along for a long, long time, working those hip flexors in an asymmetric way because the asymmetry is not going away. It's already there in your body. That can come out differently on one side to the other, of course. Um, so, yeah, I would, I would again, I would, I would look at, you know, maybe some exercises to balance this out, and maybe some some work to release and soften the hip flexors, a little bit of kind of lengthening, um, to to kind of to find that little bit of balance. But really, again, really important to have that core support even in in um, when you're on the bike. Lovely. Robin is saying your videos and Pilates has really helped ease my stiffness. So thank you very much. Yoga, not Pilates. <laughs> no, sorry. You're, you're talking about other, other Pilates, of course. Um, and I just want to say as well that I think it's really, really good to mix things up. So even though I've just you know, said yoga, um, it's a good idea to to change the activities that you're doing. And in a way, I do like yoga because there's such a big variety of movements, but I do mix it up. I do Pilates, I do, you know, some strength, strength training and things like that. Um, you know, make sure you do a variety of, of movements rather than always sticking to the same thing. Lovely. William is saying, thank you for the help, by the way, most informative on YouTube on a topic that needs more attention. Oh, thank you so much. Um, yes, I think it's, it's important that we talk about this. And I, I did have, you know, got some nasty comments this, uh, this, this week on YouTube saying, you're not a doctor. Why are you talking about this? And at first it was like, mm, yeah, maybe, maybe they're right. It's true. I'm not a doctor. Um, I'm a yoga teacher, but you know what? I think it is important that we share what we know and, um, you know, in a way, I I know my body, I, I know my clients. I've been working with people that have scoliosis for a long time. I've seen hundreds of people. Um, so th there are things that I have that I can share, right? And and I I want to share them. And I think it's important that we all share what we know and what our experiences are even if we are maybe not doctors and medical professionals and to be honest i've met a lot of doctors and medical professionals that don't know anything about scoliosis or don't know much about scoliosis and they don't know what it's like living with it or you know moving with it or practicing yoga with it so that's what I have to say about this, um, I will I will not stop basically sharing what I'm sharing. And um, you all know that I'm not pretending to be a doctor or a know-it-all. You know that I'm also learning and that I'm sharing what I'm learning on the on the way, on the journey as well. And always, you know, um, talking to different people, making sure we're getting different opinions, not just one and then kind of going um yeah kind of getting a one-sided idea 
Uh, lovely. Robin is saying, keep sharing your knowledge, Christine. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. I really, I really appreciate that as well. Um, and I appreciate you all turning up every week. Uh, make sure you come next week when I'm talking about uh, talking with Deborah about um, the organ system. I'm quite excited about that to see what she's got to share. Um, and then we'll talk. We've got a lady from Scoliosis Association who has had spinal fusion and she's going to talk about her journey and um, all the amazing activities that they do for scoliosis um, awareness as well. And Liz is saying, I totally agree with you regarding knowledge of doctors. <laughs> yes, you know, it's 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 one of these things. Um, so yeah, I hope that this was useful. Let me just quickly, oh, sorry. I nearly forgot. Don't go anywhere. Um, so we talked about sleeping. We talked about sitting. I didn't talk about um, carrying and I didn't talk about housework, right? Because Trudy asked me this. So carrying, just make sure you've got equal support, obviously, on your shoulders. That's really important that you're not kind of one-sided. Um, and then Trudy was especially asking about uh, vacuum cleaning, hoovering, as we call it. Um, again, where you're bending over, and Tatiana was earlier on, she was talking about this uh, for, for um, working in the kitchen. So hoovering, in a way, is, is kind of a similar position, except for now you're also <laughs> using one arm the whole time. So my advice there would be use your legs, first of all, so make sure you're not just your straight legs and then rounding your back and then reaching your arm for, forward, bending from the hips, making sure that there is a neutral curve in your lumbar spine. And then maybe practice hoovering with the other side, right? It might not work so well. You might not be so efficient. Um, but this is really good for the brain as well. So you know, activities, changing it up for being very right-handed. For example, I'm right-handed. I very often try and do things with my left hand. doesn't mean I'm very good at it. And I'm also, you know, it's not the most efficient way. But you're building some new connections with your brain. And you're also using your body in a slightly different way. Ah, uh, lovely. Tatiana says, please never stop. I would cry. So inspiring. <laughs> I don't feel any more alone. Oh, thank you. Um, and then we've got Robin saying, especially like your how your name fits into your yoga passion. Thank you so much. Yes. And Yoga Berry, you know, um, <laughs> comes from my surname, Jeregi Berry, which is a nightmare uh, name to spell at the doctor's surgery or anywhere else and nobody can ever pronounce it so yoga berry is much easier of course good guys so i hope that this was useful um join me next week and yes i hope you have a lovely day and yeah all the best bye I hope you enjoyed this episode and if you did I would be super grateful if, if you could leave me a five-star rating and review which will help me to create lots more amazing content. 
If you have any questions or suggestions, reach out to me on Instagram at yogaberry.scoliosis or visit my website at www.yogaberry.net.